Good evening and welcome to 12 Dimension Stroke Scottish Paranormal Podcast. Oh. Evening Andy. Good evening Christopher. Evening everyone. Use your Sunday name I think. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so everyone good? You alright um, Chris? Yeah, good thanks Andy, yourself? Yeah, glad it's Friday, put it that way. Yeah, yeah. So, nice and Well, yeah, I'm glad it's Friday because I've finished work here and spent all day watching Skinwalker Ranch. So, I know we're here to talk about Skinwalker Ranch, but we, we, can't, we can't avoid talking about the news the past week. Yes, <laughs> yeah, because when you rang, was it Monday you rang me about yeah. the um, uh, before the, the press White House press at 6 pm. Yeah, so John Kirby done the press conference in the White House at, at 6 p.m. to start off with. That's what I phone just says, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch the oh, press conference. It's <laughs> just like an empty chair for like five minutes. <laughs> and the, the Canadian um, Prime Minister come on, and you couldn't even hear what he was saying. <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. when John, John Kirby came on, and he obviously. Um, didn't give much away at that, that press conference, but they still, they still alluded to the the UEP task force and, and things like that, and about what they were looking into and taking it quite serious. So uh, that was not a bad press conference in regards to what, what he'd said. Um, yeah. But then, obviously, as time went on, like the, these things, the, the interesting thing is, right, which relates to Skinwalker Ranch, is a lot of this stuff wouldn't come... Um, it, Probably wouldn't be happening in regards to the UAP task force and stuff like that if it yeah. wasn't for OSAP and Skinwalker Ranch because the the people who were involved in OSAP and ATIP um, were investigating with Bass and Skinwalker yeah. Ranch and that's how it came around where obviously the the Luisa Elizondo, he was in ATIP obviously after that and one of the guys who was in basically in OSAP and in ATIP um, guy called yeah. Jeff Stratton. Um, if you've read the book um, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, he is Axel Rod. His name's it's a pseudonym. So his, oh, name's right, Jeff, okay. his name's Jeff Stratton. So he was one of the main guys in OSAP and one of the main guys in um, ATIP. Actually, Lou Ozondo's boss. So he, yeah. he um, basically went and got contract with something else. And then after that, he was called back um, to actually form the UEP task force. Oh, right, okay. So that's the interesting thing. So it does relate back to Skinwalker Ranch. So this yeah. is all, then obviously with them changing the, the settings, so they say the settings on the, the systems and then starting to pick up all these UEPs now and stuff, and that's when they've yeah. shot them down, shot them in the oh. Chinese balloon. The size oh, did, you hear, did you hear what you said on, on the news tonight or today? No, no I missed that. Oh. They've shot down four in total. The first one was the Chinese balloon, spy balloon, or whatever it was. Yep. The other three have not been identified. I think I think that mad. They're still saying that for the fact that they've, if they've, if they've actually alluded to um, have they found any yet? Is that why they've not identified them? Try try to see if they've not found them yet, or have they found any? Apparently, one just like shattered into little pieces and there was nothing there nothing come out of it but are they telling the truth 
interesting, one of the interesting ones that I'd seen it was um, Marco Rubio. Um, he when he, he came out a briefing about that, and he basically said that ninety five at the end of the actual interview, he said well ninety nine percent of what I see in that briefing the public can see. Yeah, and um, it's a don't know why they're keeping that secret. So unless they've told them something else um, from what it is that they've found, or if they know what it is, I mean, so yeah. it is it is interesting. You know what I mean, so but what uh, do you think? What's your opinion on it? I don't know. I mean, they start off with um, obviously they're saying that it's, it's no China's. I mean, I think they're saying it's no China's. Yeah. China one. admitted to the first one. Yeah, they've got the best master. Yeah, it was there, but it wasn't anything to do with the government. It was a private company. But, but regardless of what these things are, I mean, if these things are, are drones, balloons, or, or whatever, regardless of that, they can't. They still can't whitewash everything with um, these because it goes back centuries. It goes back decades, obviously. Yeah. So, and it doesn't. This can account for every single. Um, so it's interesting to see. I kind of thought it was going to be a, a moment where it gives them an opportunity to come out and say, right, we've shot these down, this is what they are, and it outs everything. That's what I kind of thought was maybe going to happen, right? Yeah. I know that's wishful thinking. <laughs> um, but I kind of thought maybe this is their this is their way out without going back to the 70 years stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and basically saying this is what we know now. The interesting <laughs> thing is as as well, the guy J the Jeff Stratton, sorry. Um, yeah. When the UP, UAP task force started, but all went back to 2004. The only reason they went back there is because they had the actual data. Um, they right. had the, the, the data they they had during the OSAP and that related to all that time. So that was that's why they kind of put it to there. It was nothing. It seemed to be nothing. Um, basically, sinister. Why didn't they go further back? And that was mainly because the data they knew they could work with. So yeah. that. Do you um, think that then? Like the government, uh, I suppose backtracking type in a kind of way with them saying that no, they don't exist, no, they don't exist, and it's like this is their way of saying, Well, yeah, UFOs do exist, but that's all we're saying, we can't tell you where they come from or what they're about. Yeah, I think it might be them kind of admitting it without actually saying UFOs exist, as in extra, extra terrestrial vehicles they've kind of said that already in regards to there's things out there that don't, don't know what they are yeah but uh, they're no they're still drawing the line in the sand where they're saying it's a uh, extraterrestrial so can you say that either <laughs> yeah but well, um yeah it's a funny one it really is you know i mean um it's frustrating but we'll see where it goes for here i mean there is i reckon there's pushback there's people Want it out within the government. There's people trying to still keep it, keep it within. Yeah, and yeah. there's a bit of, I think there's a bit of power struggle there between the two, because you see the, the Marco Rubio interview. He was saying that because of these these four um, objects, including the Chinese, including the Chinese balloon, right, that they were going to set up a an investigation about it. And he was saying you don't need to. There's already a there's already a task force looking at this. Yeah. So we put it to the scientists, give all that information to the scientists that are out there now and let them do their work rather than trying to do an internal investigation about that because yeah, that's yeah. what it's set up for. And you say these um, objects, if they are, like let's say, for example, if it's a technical advancement to another nation, well, it's, it's frightening in the fact that you say in the briefings, 
what I've seen they believe that ninety nine percent of that the public can see. And so I don't know why they can't show that. So yeah. uh, so you can see a bit of pushback back and forth. So it's, it's interesting. Yeah, There's, obviously there is something going on, but what they're telling us and whether it's the truth and everything else that goes along with that is that's another story altogether, isn't it? Well, if you're following stuff on Twitter, where there's there's things where um, obviously the different shapes that came out, obviously in the news as well, the cylindrical shape yeah. that was the one over Canada, I think there was one that was supposed to be a, a octagonal shape yeah. object. I never got the shape of the other one. I think that, that one was the Tic Tac, wasn't it? I'm not sure. I'm sure it is a Tic Tac, but I'm not 100%. And then they were saying, we the one got shot down in Alaska. There was people in Alaska in that area, and they are saying, no, there's no activity going on up here. There's nothing. Yeah. You'd think you'd see planes and that flying about and doing X, Y, and Z, but there was nothing happening. Yeah, so this is, this is what really, this is what I struggle with, is they're saying that they shot these down. Nobody's witnessed them flying about other than the pilots or whoever, like, traffic control that's picked them up on radar. There's no video of them being shot down. And how many people got a mobile phone with a camera? Millions. Someone must have seen something somewhere and filmed it. Yeah, I mean, that's the strange thing. One of the most interesting things that I picked up for it all, right, um, and I might be totally way off here, right? Yeah. But... One of the interesting things I picked up on is they use sidewinder missiles for it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So they never use guns, right? Which if it was a, a balloon, for example, um, they could easily just take it to my gun, but they said, well, because of projectiles, um, that they want to shoot guns, but I, I didn't get that. Well, why fire a missile at it, right? So they fired a sidewinder missile at it, right? And it took them yeah. all down. And what can you flash back in my memory? And I remember when I was watching... If, if you saw in the chat, if you've seen um, unidentified, I think most of the people in the field um, interested in the subject have seen unidentified with uh, Luis Elizondo and Tom DeLong and, and stuff like that. Yeah. That um, the one of the interesting things that I, I liked in that one of the episodes is when they went to Italy and they spoke to can't remember the guy's name. I mean, I have got his name, but I just escaped. Yeah. Um, he was a colonel in the special forces or, or whatever else, and he oversaw all the special operations. And the, when they had a lot of sightings in a place in Sicily, off the coast of Sicily, yeah. um, it was they were talking about the frequency. They found the frequency emanating from the sea, and right. they ended up. There's a lot of things happening in this time. There's like a frequency was causing issues to uh, technology in the area, and they found the frequency was emanating from the sea, and. They said that there was a UFO spotted behind a, um, a helicopter, and it, and it basically, you see, a beam came out of it, and it shot in the helicopter, right? Yeah. The interesting thing that he said after that, they said, if you shoot them, he said, if you shoot them, your bullets will come back to you, or, or your projector will go back. He goes, but we, he said, if we found, we found that if you shoot them with uranium-tipped missiles. Yeah, you can take them down. How did they, and and that was what was said. They, they didn't actually. They said that, and then Louise also said, "I think he's a far further ahead than we are, right?" And yeah. then you never ever you never heard nothing else going back to you. Again, this guy was he was like he was like the guy. He, he was definitely kind of a colonel in the military. Or that's you can tell yeah. the guy they built shit in any sense, right? Yeah, yeah. 
So the interesting thing with that is um, that flashback to that, why they're using sidewinder missiles for these things, right? And then another thing flagged up to me, and I might be totally wrong with this, right? Because I was listening to a podcast about Jeff Stratton, and I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure Jeff Stratton now works as a private contractor now for Raytheon. Raytheon makes sidewinder missiles. Right. <laughs> Put two and five together and come up with like 17. <laughs> Well, there's a connection, isn't it? I think there is. I mean, I might be wrong in that. I'm sure, I'm sure we listened to one of the podcasts I listened to recently by Jeremy Corbell that you see Jeff Stratton work for Raytheon as a private private contractor. That they make yeah. Sidewinder missiles. Right. You know I mean? But I'm not saying there's any connection there, right? But I just say this, I just got to think. Him setting up a UEP task force, getting contracted yeah. to do something else. Um, aye, so. Right. Oh, what, what I make, I'll show you how they work. <laughs> use right, these ones. Use use these ones. These will take them down. Yeah, these are better. <laughs> but then, so I if if and it is a big if they have shut anything down, and it isn't from Earth. My guess, I I'd put money on that they're just drones. Yeah, like yeah. on Minecraft of some sort. Yeah. I, I, what I kind of my kind of take on it was that if it's no from here, yeah, that it's some type of AI, yeah, artificial intelligence. So that's why you maybe see them, for example, around um, nuclear sites. That's why you see them at conflicts and stuff like that, and yeah. that's why you see them when there's any any work up between nuclear material or there's like a, a military presence, large military presence. You see them. So it's almost like that if this kind of mechanised stuff comes together, then these things react or the scene. That's kind of what I kind of take on some of the kind of smaller craft and things like that. Like there must be like yeah. something to AI. I mean, if, if they are for somebody else, um, yeah. if they're nobody else's or whatever, then that's kind of what I was thinking. And that's the only explanation when they talked about things, um, when you heard, like, I don't know if it was Louis Alexander was talking about it, but it was like other people were talking about UFO baiting. So they were talking about generating certain frequencies that could potentially pull um, UFOs in, right? So yes. if, they're coming, if they're basically ETs or whatever, or extra dimensionals, I, I don't think there is, they're going to be as daft to get pulled in with something. But if maybe something would trigger an AI to appear, yeah. because it's maybe putting it some type of frequency or some type of um, signature, nuclear signature that might attract them or whatever. I mean, because there was talk, there must have been talk. In recent times, about um, UFO baiting, we using certain frequencies. So yeah. that's oh, you're not going to. Um, it, it seems like some type of AI or something. That's what I can. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe totally like, off like a scouting car. vehicle or something. Looking at what we're doing, what we're up to. Usually, yeah. no good, but <laughs> <laughs> like keeping their eye on us. Yeah, totally. It, yeah. It's got to be. But like people have said in the chat, there is nothing online. There's no photos. You've only got the words from the pilots or the government or whoever else that's involved. But then yeah. are they told to say that? Yeah. And you, you just had to say That's you, what you, you say. <laughs> stick to it. You had Biden come on as well and you kind of thought he was going to say something at the press conference and it was a... He said a few things about it and then... Um, Finding a shopping trolley and went rolled away. 
it was rubbish. I mean, he said a few things and he got a few questions off reporters yeah. and he walked away and then he kind of, kind of stammered back as if he was going to answer a few then walked away again. Yeah. <laughs> uh, surprised he turned up, to be honest. <laughs> uh, so that's it. Uh, but interesting, I mean, I don't know, there's connections there. But um, I yeah. think it's, it is totally interesting with the whole WhatsApp connection to this because it does, but, it does all link in. But um, then it's just stopped. We had a week of every day something's been shot down, something's been shot down, mm-hmm. and now nothing. <laughs> do, you, do you want one a day? <laughs> At least. <laughs> but the interesting thing as well, is, well, they must shoot things down all the time. Yeah, right? probably, probably, yeah. There's, been, there's been things in the past where there's been Russian MiGs or there's been uh, Americans probably in some type of dogfight shot down each other's plane. No one to admit to it for the fact of all because of a, a, a kind of incident or whatever. Yeah, There's yeah. been things shot down through time and you've never yeah. ever heard it. Why are they choosing to publicise it now? This is a way to maybe out it or whatever. That's what yeah. I kind of thought. Well, that, that's of, what, why are they going publicising it? Well, that's what I said before. It's like, is this their way of saying that, yeah, they do exist without saying they're here and they do? That's all I can put it down. Either that or they're just lying. Just BS, isn't it? I was, I was at the kids' football watching Sky News on the briefing. <laughs> oh, yeah, because you said you was on your way to football, didn't you? <laughs> yeah. No, because I put it on because we sat having dinner. I was like, like 10 past six, there's still nobody here. It's just like an empty chair at the White House. <laughs> and then the Canadian president, Prime Minister, Minister, whatever he is, he turned up and you couldn't even tell what he was saying. <laughs> Sound like he's in some sort of wind tunnel. <laughs> so, but yeah. Right, so, move on to Skywalker. Yes. Shall we? Yeah. Oh, can we stack it off this week and talk something else? No, I'm only messing. <laughs> I've spent <laughs> three days watching it. I've got everyone's name. Oh, well. I might as well tell you on air. So, in the second season, um, they brought a guy in. I won't say the name straight away. And I'm like, oh, I know that name. I'm sure I'm friends with him on Facebook. So, grab my phone, scrolling through. Yeah. So, I messaged him about coming on the show. He can't at the moment. He's got a few things going on. But he said, message him. Every every month, every couple of months, and he will eventually. He'll be able to sort some out and come on. So I want you to come on as well, Ryan Skinner, the investigator. Ah, yeah, he, he was in a few. Yeah, yeah, he's not in many, mm-hmm. but when they brought that um, ex copper, the ex sheriff, the big guy looks a bit like Colonel Saunders. Yeah, um, when he was saying what had gone on in the past, he came on with him. Yeah. So I, I was just thinking that if we got, he could fill in. We could jump back to this, even if it's like six months down the line. Yeah, totally. Yeah, he, he could fill in some of the blanks because there are a lot of blanks in that show. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah, definitely. So, but yeah, um, yeah, I spoke to him, and he's got a few things going on at the minute. But he said as soon as he's got that cleared and out of the way, he'd definitely come on. So, it's all good. I want to, that would be good. I mean, I want to talk to Eric Bard. That's who I want to talk to. 
Yeah. Have yeah. You, you got any contact info on him? I'll try. I don't know. I'll look into it and see. But I mean, I want to talk to him in regards to um, seeing what the the kind of lowest lowest cost set would be for a half decent spectrum analyzer and some of the kind of tech they've got. Yeah. So, yeah. Ask so, him if you can borrow some of his. <laughs> <laughs> sure, he won't mind. <laughs> so they start off with the, the first one is called Breaking Ground, and then um, Dragon Dragon um, has been made the safety officer. Yes. <laughs> he didn't look very impressed with that, did he? Because he's like, no. I've, I've got to agree to digging now. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is, he has done, hasn't he? He's actually. He got. He was saying that to go any further, and no, we're not supposed to, but we need to start digging. Mm-hmm. And they kept um, getting Brandon to come in on his helicopter with his um, pilot brother. Um, and they've, yeah, they've all agreed to do it, haven't they? Yeah. Before we got to that, I mean, to start off with the noticed that there was a kind of hole type area and there was yeah. water kind of disappearing in it. So the, the port, um, so there's been, there's been rumors of maybe tunnels or cave systems or a base or something under underneath Skinwalker, right? So they they had found like a kind of hole type area. It was just covered in brush, wasn't it? Brush and like it. They cleared it all out and they noticed the water was kind of disappearing. So they poured... No, before uh, they cleared it, they poured water in, didn't they? 45,000 litres of water. 45,000 ga- oh, 45, gallons. Yeah. It took them three and a half hours to gallons, fill it. Right, gallons, right. Yeah. Took them three and a half, about three, four hours to fill it, and it was empty in 20 minutes. Yeah. And then they put, they put that yellow green dye in it as well, didn't never, they? It never came out anywhere. So no, they kind of thought, they, thought that, they, kind of, they kind of thought they would put it down, it was going to come out somewhere else. Yeah. So that's where the water's, the water's going somewhere. Because the thing yeah. with it as well, I know usually if you pour water into the ground, it's going to seep into the ground. But what they're trying to say is the ground is predominantly made clay. So the clay will yeah. kind of hold the water. So with this 45,000 gallons going into the ground, it's going somewhere. Um, yeah. It's disappeared. Never came out anywhere else. Disappeared. Um yeah, so an interesting one. So yeah. that, that shows that there's, there's potentially there is. But then, then they cleared that, didn't they? And they started digging the clay out. Yeah. And the clay wasn't even like saturated. It was just a little, like you dig clay in your back garden or something. Mm-hmm. It's just like a little bit damp, just because it's like underground and it's cold. It yeah. wasn't like absolutely poured that much water in it. It should have been soaking. Yeah, it just it should have been water dripping off it, and he's like nothing. But saying that, how long after the water had drained did they then dig it? Was it the same day? Was it the day after? Because they don't tell you anything like that. They don't give you that amount of detail. No, definitely. So during during that dig as well, um, Caleb's phone started going crazy again. So someone hacked his phone. Yeah, because they bypassed his password, didn't they? Yeah, and the, the phone it, the, and he's changing his settings. It would buy his password. It flew through that. It through all his apps. Yeah. Through all his pictures. Started phoning the police. Oh what yeah, it was making emergency calls, wasn't it? Yeah. So they they was under the impression that it was someone someone or something like, trying to get help. help. Yeah. 
So it was. But I wrote all the names down. Who they are and what they do. <laughs> who they are and what they do. So. Um, who was it? Yeah, so it was Caleb Bench his, when his phone was going off. And then they brought, was it Casey Smith? Qualtech Associates. He came in then, didn't he? Or was that not at that point? Don't think at that point. Um, the the kind of so the um, on the same one though they seen a, a rectangular object at night. So Travis, oh, that's Travis, right. Travis, Sky. Yeah, well, we start off with they seen something in the brush. They seen like oh, a rectangular right. object, yes. and they tried to chase it. And, and then, then um, when if he can he put his flashlight on it, and he said it almost was like the the light was flashing back at him. Was like it like a, a yellow box? A yellow box? Or yeah, but they seen that like a yellow can he rectangle. And when he flashed yeah. flashlight on it, he said it can he yeah. flash back at him. It was almost like it was a mirror or something reflective. Yeah, and then it disappeared. It can he disappeared into the brush? And they couldn't yeah, find it because they were at the camp base. And yeah. that's when he said Travis said he'd seen it. Then they all went running off, and then it wasn't seen again. But it weren't even that far away from him. Was it like 25, 30 foot or something? Yeah, no, it was quite close. Uh, it was close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the one where, um, aye, so you've seen as well. So at the same time, at the same time, they, they seen that thing. They seen some type of streak and he's shooting stagger across the sky. Yes. Um, which again, he found strange or whatever. Travis can he found the strange. Yeah, and then um oh I'm sorry just go back can i just go back a little bit yeah when um what's he called security guy caleb when his phone started going all awire that was when they started digging where they pull the water wasn't it yeah yeah that's when it looked like yeah. a clay part yeah he's four minutes started, and it his screen is smashed though, right? So you could just mistake that for his phone being knackered. <laughs> yeah. But he said that he doesn't never done it anywhere else. Yeah. But the funny thing is it's done it to other people's phones as well on the ranch. It's done it to yeah. um, did it to Eric's. Yeah. Um and who's the other guy? Not was it Travis? I think it was maybe uh, Tom the Hamty. Um Oh the um Tom Lewis. Oh, Thomas, 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 uh... Oh, Thomas Winterton. Yes. Superintendent. Yeah. Yeah, that was it. But then, from then, that's, yeah, that's when they started having all that UFO activity, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, that was that, the night off that, um, up in the, we were up in the Mesa first, they came back down and, and had that, yeah. near the, the, the camp. Um, they went on a the so they have they had Ryan Skinner come in, yes, and they were talking about um, some pet. Is it petroglyphs up in the up in the Mesa? Oh yes, they had like it looked like they had like star maps up in the Mesa. Yeah, it's I know like they were, they were talking about like, star map in the Mesa and stuff like that. It looked like yeah, because Travis was saying it looks like the different constellations. Yeah. So they got like an expert in to look at that. I think Ryan Skinner highlighted that because he was there and he seen it I before. think I took a photo of that. But 
I could be completely wrong. Um, give me one second. Yeah, so I've took a photo, but I didn't upload it. So I'll just do it. I don't know if you can see. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, see Is that, that one. That, I think that's a bit of a better picture. Yeah. Yeah. I think when they were seeing the bottom bit looked like the Mesa, I, I, I think that was just them. Um, yeah, that. I think that was just the way it yeah. um, on there, where his finger is. Yeah. So there was like, so they say there was like a, a like star constellations, and then you got a petroglyph expert, and he he basically said that the one was like a serpent, and the serpent was for going between two worlds. So it was yeah. almost like a portal between yeah, two that worlds. Yeah, that was Alan Garfing Garfinkel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because that's what, yeah, because him and Ryan came in, didn't they, at the same time, pretty much. But then, did, so not not a lot really happened after that. They kind of like, they'll do their experiments or like the research, and then they'll just kind of like stop and then move on to something else. Mm-hmm. I don't think they spend enough time sticking to one experiment. If you don't get anything, they kind of like, oh, it's not working, we give up. But still, that even when there is some stuff from that experiment, they don't go back to it. There's numerous times where there's things happen and you want to know what else they've gleaned for that. Um, but I mean, it's the one where the obviously the, when the cow the cow died. Yeah. Um, when the cow died, um, it was the found it was stress induced um, ammonia. Yeah, the cow died, and that's that's why it died. But then you'll find that the, the interesting things. I'm going to jump a wee bit further, so we're talking about that. But they mentioned yeah, so it. When they go back to it a year later, they can see. So they go back to it, and it was it was basically the cow died. Of, um stress-induced ammonia. So it was basically stress-induced, uh, and it killed yeah. it. So that say that area on the homestead, that area in the homestead. So they had um, tags on it all the cows to see where the the went to through the whole ranch. This is kind of a bit further on, but I'm just talking about it now because it's, it's, it's related to what we're talking about. And there's, yeah. that, there's that bit of pasture, which isn't that big an area where the cows don't go. No. They don't well, go then nothing. Off. So while that cow was there, nothing, like when no other animals went in to eat the carcass. Yeah, that's, no, that's it as well, yeah. So they, there was not even, no flies on it, no maggots, nothing. There's yeah. no... So what they did is, so they, they kind of found that, that that might be the case with doing a chemical analysis here and they maybe find something, the chemical or something like that, that might, yeah. that, that might stop predators or um, other animals eating away at it. But they've done all the tests on it and there's nothing. nothing yeah, but there's nothing like, it didn't decompose or anything, did it? No. But the, the interesting thing in the same episode is when they got um, Junior Hicks. So Jun- we spoke about Junior Hicks last week. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I, I didn't know his name then. Couldn't remember his name then. But he was the school teacher who yes. ended up um, collating all the UFO reports for decades. Yeah. And, um, but this, he's dead now, but they had his family but there. His son and his son's kids, wasn't it? Yeah. 
and so they were talking about the NEU's go with them during investigations, and they did. And, yeah. they went, and one of them seen going back. This is maybe like was it the seventies, maybe or the eighties? Even um, back in the day, when they went there with them, and they seen the cow. Obviously, we had the eye socket removed. It had the the, the rectum kind of caught out as well and tear oh, away. Yeah, everything all that. They seen all that. But yeah. that was the thing. So they got the test back on the cow that had died because obviously it was a year later. No, no um, animals had um, tried to eat it or um, basically eat away at it, pack away at it, or anything. There was nothing on it, so they'd done all the, the chemical analysis here as well, and there was yeah. nothing found. Nothing found. There was nothing found on it. And um, so it, it's strange at the fact that um, that none of them did it. So that was a kind of other odd one. I mean, that that area where the cow died, I find that interesting as we go on through the episodes. The the look at all the the, the locations. It's like yeah. a kind of heat map, a heat map of where the cows go, basically, all over the ranch. Yeah. And you see them congregating on one section, obviously, where they get fed and the most bit they are. And then they'll, they'll go out to pasture, sometimes come back and stuff. But that one section where that cow died, it's, it's, it only looked like an area of maybe um, 30 or 40 square metres or something like that. And it was like, yeah. there was, um, but it was just, nothing, there, nothing there at all. Nothing it was just that bottom corner of it, though, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, it's strange. But do you remember the bit where, just uh, moving on to another bit, where they, so Eric, they was getting some sort of hacking going on to Wi-Fi. It actually kicked him out of his own Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. So And there's loads of energy spikes going on across the ridge. So, yeah, because I, I think... They were in the office and Tom came in and Tom had been kicked off his Wi-Fi and it basically said there was someone trying to hack them. And it was that signal, it was that signal again they were getting. Um yeah. spectral analyzer. So basically the signal was like blanking out everything right across the board. So um that's when they were that's when they were trying to look at where the signal's coming from. Yes. And it and it seems to be it, sometimes it seems to move the signal. Or be yeah. up there, off, off, be fair below. I mean, that's yeah. it, and it's like it's it's, it's a mad one now. Um, they go more into the signals as we go on, and that's that's the interesting thing because when when the bass team were there, um, and also they did a lot yeah. to do with that as well about the about the RF signals. And as time goes on as well, with that same signal, right, with that same signal, um, so it starts off with that, then they look more into it. Where the signal appears again, and um, Tom Winterton starts feeling out, right? Starts feeling out. Oh yeah, because he has to get out, and doesn't he? And I can totally attest to this, right? Because um, if I'm personally, like, I'll be ultra sensitive. If I'm in amongst like Wi-Fi and things like that for a prolonged use or a prolonged bit of time, it makes me feel well. It, it, it basically does stuff where it gives me migraines, it gives me rashes in my face and stuff like that. It's just, yeah, yeah. and I could. I can I can know straight away. I mean that's what he's um, experiencing that type of thing because of the RF radiation. So then, so he leaves, right? He leaves, and they're still trying to triangulate and look at that. Travis is in his trailer, and he starts getting memory loss. He's starting no memory loss, but he's he's trying oh, to yeah. talk to Eric Bard, right? 
during it, and they're looking at the spectrum, trying to try and go to the conference, blanking out everything. It's like it's like they're getting blasted by the radiation, right? Brain fog, isn't it? radiation, right? So the whole brain fog thing, I can attribute to that. I'm going to go on a slight tangent, right? Where yeah. Um, so when I worked in a college before, right? Um, right. When I had this condition, I tried to limit what I was what I was working with, right? So yeah. I didn't have Wi-Fi in my workshop. I had other stuff. Came in from um, I came in from summer holidays and working away, and I kept having like memory loss, like extreme memory loss. I mean, it'd be like for twenty seconds you'd be sitting like, ah, what, what am I doing? Here? What am I doing? Right? Yeah. And then if you come to again, right? And I ended up I phoned the IT guys to find out if they changed anything during the summer, and they yeah. put a mini mobile phone base station down the lower corridor where I worked. And it was causing me to have, it was causing me to have like, it was almost like brain fog, stroke, memory loss for like just small bits of time. And when it turned it off, it went away. It just went away like, like totally like that. It was, it was mad. Like, but the guys, yeah. he said that they knew about it and he kind of put this technology quite far away from me. <laughs> but, uh, oh, I was right. quite, it's, but I can attribute that because it does give you short term memory loss. With that type yeah. of radiation and stuff like that, so I so it's, mm. it's interesting where. But the thing is, the interesting thing where it is though, it seems to it seems to actually move right, and it seems to target people that certain type of radiation. It's not that it's like look at the spectrum; it's blanking it right across. But like Travis is getting like hit there, and he's yeah. feeling it. The dragon's next to him, and he's not feeling it. No, he's stuck like about. Gap like that between them, isn't it? Yeah, so, so what it ends up doing is it goes into the silo, the the kind of the silo is like a kind of steel, a steel kind of round area where it's, it's I think it's contained tools and stuff on it now, but the silos usually contain like grain and all that. But yeah, it creates it's because it's all steel encased around. It's like a Faraday cage. Yeah. So you go into that and then it feels better again, which is it's totally mad. So it's mad how they're getting targeted with some kind of paranormal phenomena, and it's like. It's like EMF radiation or RF radiation or whatever it is. It's a it's, it's a mad one. I know it's just because he didn't have anything going on there for about was it sure it was about seven years. But then there was no one really living on the ranch, was it? Because Fugle bought it, but then didn't really do anything for ages. Who was this, sorry? When Fugel bought it off Bigelow, mm-hmm. he, he just bought it after they'd done everything that they wanted to do. And even the government yeah. kind of, they give up part way through. Um, well, they say the activity dropped on the ranch. So they say the activity um, had dropped towards the end of the Kindy Bass time yeah. or WhatsApp time on the ranch. And then, and then he, he sold that. And then as soon as Brandon um, Fugel kind of bought it over, they started yeah. having experiences quite quickly. Once he started messing with the ground, wasn't it? Whenever they started digging, mm-hmm. that's when Dragon kept having his panic attacks. <laughs> don't dig, <laughs> like, don't dig. Don't say that word. We're not digging. I'll tell me, boss. I, really, I was wanting, I was really, really wanting to um, take a picture of his face. Yeah. <laughs> when, he, when he told he was a safety officer about the digging, he was, he's a uh, <laughs> great. Yeah, but I have got, I did take some photos today while I was watching it. So, so this first one, so this is 
while they've been there, while they've been doing the, this is only second, se- uh, first and second season, so it's like over two year period. So this picture is where the, while they've been there doing their research, this is all the anomalies, orbs, UFOs, whatever you want to call them, in the sky. So they're all the different ones. I think from what I can gather, they've just put them all together and just stuck them up. So they've got all the different images and just put them all onto one picture. So is what three? So there, there's twelve on there, and then they're just the ones that they've seen during the day. That's oh, not including okay, the ones right, at night. Yeah. So there's about another seven or eight what they've seen in the evening. Yeah, because the ones just appear during the day, then kind of, they'll kind of disappear again. Yeah. Um, one of the interesting things that links in another bit further on is um, we mentioned there that when the junior Hicks guy was up and he was um, investigating the ranch back in the day uh, about the cattle mutilations and stuff, um, they they also experienced the like a compass spinning. Oh, yeah. He had the proper compass. old school compass, wasn't it? Compass spinning. And um, so he, he, and the, the daughter witnessed that as well because the daughter said that that she seen she witnessed the actual mutilated cow, and yes. she also witnessed witnessed the actual compass spinning um, as yeah. well. And then somebody else more recently, um, further on, we'll talk about maybe about the, the guy with the magno, uh, uh, the magnetometer, but <laughs> but he's dealing with the magnetic readings. Can they say it? Oh <laughs> yeah, yeah. His normal compass spins as well. At a certain location, and he was talking yeah. about that. Um, but aye, so that's it's, it's, it's a mad one, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, well, then, then they brought um, Bigelow's nephew, he came. Now, he lived oh, on there. It was a uh, Sherman, was it? Oh, Sherman, yes, the nephew, the nephew, Sherman, the nephew, Sherman. His name was, his name was, I did write it down, but I've lost that bit of paper. Put it somewhere. I'm sure it's something, it's something walls. Um, he he lived on there when he was about what six, seven year old, and he was there for about four years. Yeah, but the, the interesting thing with him is um, he he highlighted all the places where yeah. they have experiences in house. So he says this bit here with the Mesa, this bit here, like obviously the triangle area and stuff. Is yeah. where they, were, they had a lot of their excitement, and he says, "This is where we seen a portal open." So yes. the, the guy, the guy was he had been on the ranch for about twenty or thirty years, so he must have been on the ranch. Years, yeah, so he was on the ranch. He was quite young, but he said him and his uncle seen. Um, he started off with a story with the with the dogs. So it was they seen a blue orb. Oh yeah, bounce, bounce down the mesa. Yeah, exactly. Wild, wasn't it? Yeah, and the dogs were barking at it, and they we talked about this other week that they they ran away after it. I had them yelping, and the three dogs were all um, dead. They're all compressed. It looked like something yeah. had burnt a circle round round about them, but then crushed them in the middle. Yeah, because they uh, said to him, "He went, oh, was that what you was told?" He went, "No, I was there. I seen it." Yeah, I was with him when it was all going on. He was like, "Oh, you actually witnessed it." It's like everything I'm telling you. They're not stories from other people. There, I was there at the time. Yeah, because he was a bit iffy, wasn't he, about going back? 
Yeah, yeah, that's he wanted to go back for a bit, but he's like, I just he just kept putting it off, and he, but then he just get caved in, I think, and decided to do it. Probably threw some money to him as well, but it's <laughs> <laughs> some cash. Yeah, I bet it was, you know. But um, but he seemed he did seem genuine. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. So he seen that they said they seen a portal open up. Something come through and then it disappear. Yes. And then they say that it was almost like it was scouting the top of the trees and then it disappeared yeah. and the portal closed. And where was the portal? Right above the triangle area. The area yeah. where they triangulated. So they triangulated other RF to, to get this point a mile above, a mile above the triangle area. And that's where they say that um, some the, the signal was coming from in the triangulated once before. And that's where people keep having experiences in regards to seeing craft coming through like a portal type thing. Um, and it was funny, because he, he kind of highlighted all that as well without kind of talking to them. Well, they, when they were doing their experiments, or when they was, had the camp base going on, when they seen that yellow rectangle, didn't they say, because they had all the different uh, imaging cameras going on, even though they couldn't see it, it was showing that there was something there. It's like the temperature and the energy completely changed, and they think it was some sort of portal that had opened, but they couldn't see it. They stood like two foot away from wherever this thing was going. But what was this no the just the thermal cameras? Yes, I'm um, just I... trying to think because Eric had it all on his big setup and what have you. Yeah, so they were going back to... watching it. Yeah, and it all went like um, where all the so they they were that side where all the trees were in the middle. It all went like purple and blue, then like red round the base of it. Yeah, so they had the so they had the the aerial um, aerial the rabbi in, and he was doing. Oh like yeah, the, when he was doing the the rituals um, and what have you to open a portal. So he can he done this ritual. They had all the kind of technology, thermal cameras, um, night vision, everything. And then as soon as they done the ritual, the temperature oh, yeah. changed at yeah. Homestead too, where it ended up um, right in the, the centre of the homestead was like a right, right cold spot, like an extreme cold spot, to the point where it was 20 degrees lower at Homestead too than it was just above it or at the side there. Yes. So, um, and then they'd seen something. So I think Tom Winterton and Caleb had seen something they tried to track something and didn't they find that? They oh, like was that the light in the kitchen? Yeah. And then it was like, so they seen it's something. Like arm, it. It. It's like a yellow yeah. or red light. And I don't know. It. I think that was maybe just a light in the distance. But they said that they, he said that he seen something move or he seen a light. But I don't think that right. was the same. Yeah, I thought that was a reflection or something. Yeah. If no, they're using IR light. cameras, you're going to get a red beam, red bounce back, aren't you? There was, a, there was a, a light further on. I don't think that was that. He was looking at something else. But that happened with that, so the, the temperature total changed with the the rabbi's um, ritual that was going to be yeah. over a portal. So what they've done is as well, they've done it again, and they've done the recording of the, the ritual. So they had the recording of the rabbi, yes. they had the thermal cameras on, they've done the ritual again at Homestead 2, just with the, the, the audio here, yeah? and then the temperature changed again. And this, so they said it like a temperature kind of vortex where the, the centre of it at Homestead 2 was again like really, really cold and um they had seen something again where they chased it 
Yes. Coleman's been described it as a six foot mass that kind of dissipated. But yeah. like they were chasing something. I mean, they could see it. But then it, it just disappeared. It was like, but they didn't really give a description here. He just said it was like a six foot mass that was kind of falling out. I could see the middle of it. Then it dissipated at the sides and it, it would move to the side. And then um, you heard somebody say, look, it's in, it's in there, it's in the bush. But they never said what else they'd seen. No. And then, so, but from that, they ended up, they went back to the um, command centre. And yeah. when Eric obviously looked through all the tapes and stuff, and all yeah, the, the, the radio, they, they, they slowed it right down. They could see when the temperature inversion happened at this, at this bit. They seen a, a black ball type thing. Oh, uh, it moved across, move, didn't it? Move across the grass. But if, if that was an animal, <laughs> if that was an animal, it would be red because it would be hot. It was like dark. It was like a, it was a dark, it was like a dark blue or something. So something whatever that was, it, it wasn't an animal. But you definitely seen this thing moving about and then it can it, it shot off. Yeah. Just going back again, I just remembered something else. So when that um Alan Garfinkel come on, the archaeologist, there was him, Ryan, and I think it was Travis, so that might have been Eric, and there was all um chatting and then he went he started feeling like they had to grab hold of him because he was gonna hit the deck yeah he went all faint didn't he so i that looked a bit staged to me to be honest mm-hmm. it didn't it i know there's all weird stuff going on there but that just kind of like do you remember when do you ever watch I'm a Celebrity? And that woman fainted because she didn't want to do the task. It really... <laughs> I'm fingering my teeth. It just reminded me of that. How pathetic was that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, he just went, ah. So, I... Because Joe's just put up, um, do you believe all that you've seen in season one and two? So, some of it that they've caught on the actual cameraman's camera, yes. Like when the UFO was above the tree when the cow died and or when all the strange stuff's going on and they look yeah. back at the video and they can see stuff in the sky. But then there is one, I think it was on episode seven, um, is either second to last, is either... Is either episode eight or nine? When the one with the rockets, but we'll get to that. Oh, that's nine. Nine's the one with the rockets, isn't it? Oh, is it right? Yeah. yeah. So when they're doing the rocket, there's like three or four things that happen while they're setting them off. Yeah. And they that can't be made up because of how it is. Yeah. I don't. Think, I believe that that's real. I, I do well, think. Sorry, on you go. No, no, it's right. Go on. I do think there's there's things on it that that I, I do believe in it, and yeah. I don't think the um I, I wouldn't say like tell bull, you know what I mean? But I think there's there can sometimes be a putting in a, a crazy explanation for something, you know what I mean? Like for, so, a prime example, uh, going on with this when they do a bit of digging, when they do a bit of digging on the ranch, um, yeah. eventually and dragging shit and sail and stuff like that. 
and then <laughs> they eventually have a bit of drink, yeah. digging on the ranch at this one bit. Do they go to another state while they do the digging and come back later? The dig, the dig, <laughs> and um, what is it they find in the dig? Um, so um, was this the last dig? Yeah. So the, the dig, the dig at the at the triangle area, right? I'm not, I'm not yeah. here, so it's um, what is it they find? Galsonite. Is it galsonite? Oh yeah. So when. So, Travis the thing is, we find the galsonite, and then when they do the analysis on galsonite, and it's got all the different minerals in it. Yeah, what they use the bit building aircraft. Yeah, and but like the thing is, you could uh, there probably somebody with another argument would say, well, that's all the minerals you probably find in the, in the components well, that, of the building. Yeah, because, that. yeah they're but in the ground is, anyway. But that's the thing. So when they're finding galsonite and they're looking through it, and then they do an analysis on it, and it's got like all the different. Um, of different metals and metals and all that through it and stuff and then travis turns and says well if you crushed up a space rock or a space like spaceships or um your modern day um, fighter jets and stuff like that and crushed yeah, them up that's, and like that's, what you that's the type of material you get and i can can remember and you see eric's face going <laughs> right yeah, but, obviously all that comes out the ground anyway like, aye, i mean there's probably, a, 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 probably a totally plausible explanation for that like the galsonate because the guys the guys who were drilling Knew it was galsonite, or they said it's probably galsonite. But the thing is, with it, that's the type of thing that it's jumping to the type of um, conclusions and, and coming up with these statements when it's probably is something mundane. But yeah. I, like, if, you, if you crushed up space, like space rockets and spaceships and stuff like that, that's the type of material you'd find. But like, what? Yeah. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> when you peel it back, it says Coca Cola on the back. <laughs> <laughs> so but there is things that happen on it. I mean, yeah. there, there are definitely things that go on there and, and um, that I do believe. But I, I do think there's a wee bit of um, keeping it going for the show type thing. Yeah. Or or just or jumping to like a crazy conclusion or an explanation rather than just saying, right, well, that's just a natural kind of thing you'd be able to find or whatever. Because yeah. that's so, what they tend to do. They jump to something, so it could be this, this and this, and then They'll stop and then they'll go to the next thing and they don't give you any more information on that. Yeah. And then so, when it does come back on, they just re it's just a repeat of what that bit of clip of the film. There's no so, new ev evidence or updates to it. So quite quite early on in that, they get um John Alexander on. So John Alexander worked for um OSAP and worked for uh, worked for Bass for a good number of years on the ranch. Yeah. So um, his take on it was so if you don't know who John Alexander was, um, I'm sure most in the chat will probably know who he is, right? But John Alexander um, has been involved in a lot of kind of things like this. If you look through some of the remote viewing stuff um, yeah. as well, he was involved in a bit a bit of that as well. The remote viewing programs, known regards to. Um, there is some mention there when um if you read the uh, Morehouse's books and stuff on the remote viewing. And yeah. um, so he's been involved in kind of stuff like this, right? In regards to the remote viewing, and then obviously he's involved in Skinwalker Ranch. One of the interesting things with John Alexander as well is um in the mid-80s, if you you probably know about the Wilson, the Wilson documents and all that kind of stuff that's getting talked about all the time on Twitter for the last yeah. like year or whatever. Well, the Wilson document 
um, basically was well, that that was that was one where Eric, what's his name again, the physicist. Oh, Eric Winton. No, 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 not the David Skinwalker Ranch. Oh, uh, in fact, he was he was the David Skinwalker Ranch actually as well. But um, what was his name? Well, Admiral Admiral Wilson had discussed um, a thing called the program. So he was trying to basically within the government trying to find out about um crash retrieval program right yeah and um basically relayed this kind of information and it was found it was found in um whose effects was it some of these effects um escapes me the now anyway they had this document basically relaying that um there was this kind of working group, right? It was talking about the the program anyway, right? Where the guy got shut down about talking about um, the crash retrieval program. The then other documents in the Admiral Wilson kind of notes referred to something else called the it's called the Advanced Physics Working Group, right? And yeah. there's other documents related to that as well. The the minutes for that, which actually um, was in mid eighties, and John Alexander was in that. And it was right. like people from Lockheed Martin, people from MacArthur Douglas, and basically people from every different kind of agency. And they were talking about UEPs then. They were talking about yeah. abductions then. This is mid-80s. They were talking about like tracking them. They were talking about um, basically abductions. They were talking about remote viewing. They were talking about all these different things, how they can source it and yeah. that, and how they can get it for industry and stuff as well. And uh, they're interesting. Like, I mean, if you ever, if you've not read them, I mean, Go and read them. I mean, because the actual, yeah, yeah. The actual kind of minutes for it is mental, and they're no, they've been, they look like they're real. They're no like, and that, that's what I'm saying. So John Alexander's been involved in that yeah. back in the day. He was even unidentified as well with Elizondo. I think they've done a wee session with him as well. Um, interesting stuff though. But he's on it as well. So he basically has his take on it. It's a portal. That's what he says. Well, that's what they was all saying, wasn't it? It's some kind of portal that's open, being opened and closed pretty much as and when required. But, I don't know. Should we take a break? Because we're on the hour mark. Yeah, if you want, yeah. Yeah? Is that all right? So, yeah, if you do a break now, and then we'll... There's a couple of questions from Jo. Um, I think she's, she's only asking the questions to cause trouble. So, right, we'll have a quick break when I can find it. Ah, oh, no, we won't, because it's not there. Right, give me one minute. I'm looking in the wrong bit. Right, one second. Yeah, we'll, we'll do the questions after that, and then we can talk about other stuff as well, if you want, Chris. Yeah. Yeah? Right, um, there we go. Uh, right, we shall go for a break. So, see you in five minutes.
Perfect timing that break. <laughs> I think it should make I uh, might make it a little bit longer just to annoy everyone. Was that was that a time for a quick Arboretto? Oh, I wish. Have you seen what I've got left? <laughs> a little tiny bit. It's not even fumes. I'll have to go shopping tomorrow. Oh man. So one of the things we kind of missed when we're talking about um, Brian Skinner. So Brian Skinner took uh, so Chris Dora was the police officer who brought that yes. to Gags Nail with Colonel Sanders. So um, so he knew the people before the Shermans. The, the people yeah, yeah, yeah. like the 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 family it was in the fact within the family since the early nineteen hundreds. Um, yeah. And um, but I mean he knew the couple who were there. It was a like Kane. Ken Edith um, coming the second even that. But what he basically, the guy had said to him that there was alien activity on the ranch. Yes. And he told him not to tell anybody. That's what he said. Um, and it's strange at that kind of time, so that was like well before the Shermans and stuff. Um, but one of the things that he, that he did say is the same type of thing happened um, with the, the bulls or heifers um, is when it oh, happened. The Shermans. Yeah. So yeah. they couldn't find um, three heifers, and they were they found them in a barn. The barn was the barn was locked, and they were lying on the sides, stacked on the sides. Stacked up on top of each other, weren't they? Yeah, and, and they, were, they looked dead. They said they looked dead, and then he poured water over the top of one of them, and then all kind of started to kind of move and get up and yeah. stuff. Because didn't they like think that. they were dead? And yeah. then they poured dropped a bit of water on one, and it. Like come out of a trance or something. Yeah. So the exact same happened um, years later with the Shermans. Right. Or when the Bass and this team were there and stuff. But they, yeah. they two getting locked inside that corral, that kind of wee space in the corral, inside that um, porter cabin type thing. And they were like comatose. Yeah. But wasn't it, wasn't it locked from the inside as well? I don't know if it was locked from the inside, but it was it was locked and or it was it was it wasn't accessible. Um and they said that they could tell where nobody had been in there because there was all the dust was there, there was cobwebs on it and all that kind of stuff still. So they couldn't the, the doors weren't even open to get them in. Yeah. Which was which was virtually impossible to do that. Ah, you, said, you, said you couldn't get one of the the bulls in the present day one with the Shermans. They said the bulls, yeah. you couldn't get them, one of them in there. A few men, yeah. let alone like two or three of them. Yeah. Which is mad. I know. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, didn't write that one down. I think I was trying to get through it. <laughs> I think I was trying to get through it before eight o'clock tonight. So it's like just skipping the boring bits. But um, so one of the questions in the chat is from Joel. Like I said, she's just causing trouble. Why, after all this research, is there no solid proof of what's been seen and said? The thing is, there is proof, and there is like video evidence and photos and all that. 
just we're not allowed to see it. It belongs to Bigelow. It belongs to the government. He signed the Official Secrets Act. It's either classified. Um, there's no access to it. There's loads of stuff, but they're not willing to share what they've discovered. So what he did all this with NIDs and everything else, and once once he got the proof, because he bought it knowing what was going on, he bought it for that reason. He was a billionaire when he bought yeah. it off the Germans. So once he'd done everything that he wanted to do, that's when he sold it on. It's like, well, I've been there, I've done it, I've got all the evidence I need, don't need it anymore. I, I think as well that it was, it was down to trying to get, probably, the, the, I think the activity dropped a bit and then it was trying to get funding because they were trying to get funding through um, Homeland Security. So yes. because the, because the OSAP um, project was going to end and they were looking how to carry it on, because some of these projects maybe sometimes go through different agencies and they were trying to get it to go through Homeland Security. But Homeland Security, they were interested in it. But the fact that Homeland Security were quite new, um, they didn't want to touch it in case they got um, tarred with, I don't know, just with the, the stigma. Yeah. And being new as well, because they, when they thought, because they were new in the block in regards to like, the other, like, any other three-letter agencies, they, yeah. they, they wanted to kind of touch it. But they, they were really interested because there was a few people with kind of, there was other kind of experiences that happened as well. Um, and they went and done um, presentations to people in Homeland Security and stuff about it. But um, yeah. it, the, the timid kind of died down and then that's when they, they sold it after that yeah. anyway. But why would the government go in with unlimited funding to do all this work with a private company to get all this information and spend God knows how many millions doing it to then not have any evidence. Twenty-two million. Is that what it was? That was that was only for like OSAP. But that's even that's a that's, that's a drop in the ocean compared to what yeah, they used to the budgets. Yeah. That's a lot to spend on that like pocket change. Yeah. But what they did as well, like they can they had um UFON working for Bass as well because they actually had um they used MUFON to um gather data for them. As well, right? And then they yeah. got data from UFON, they got data from like the Blue Book files, Grudge files, yeah. Sign files, all in for every every other actually um, ones in the UK, Canada, and they've got this massive data collection, right? They've got a massive data collection that yeah. also made up as well, all these different um, categories, the like UFO and paranormal things that happen and how they can intertwine and stuff, and it's all it's all electronic. This, they had like ten people, ten people only just working on making that like constantly. Um, yeah, that, that's quite an interesting body as well. But there is evidence. I mean, there is there was like some of the stuff that did happen. I mean, it did happen to people on it, and there were multiple people seen it. Yeah. For example, the guy I spoke about earlier on, um, just, uh, Jeff Stratton, his name is. Um, and when you when you've heard maybe things in the book, for example, um, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon. They refer to a guy called um, Axel Wood. It's a pseudonym, and I mean, and that's him, right? Yeah. And one of the stories from him is, I think, it alluded to it last week or week before, is um, the hitchhiker effect. So yeah, yeah. he, when he basically was uh, was back, was back where he stayed. It was actually um, further away. For obviously, it was like two thousand miles of Skinwalker Ranch, 
and his his kids had seen um, things in his room or other than the room. It was like they'd seen um, orbs and stuff like that, and then they'd eventually seen this um, bipedal wolf. Yeah, out back, and then it, 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 it kept showing up, and then it eventually kind of ran away and stuff like that. And but there's there's multiple kind of uh, hitchhiking events where yeah, because we that. That bipedal wolf at first didn't they think it was some sort of hyena? Was that the one? No, there's the one they'd seen. It was like they seen a, a bipedal wolf looking looking at them from the outside. This was ah, right, okay. This was on the ranch. This was like two thousand miles away. This was like the hitchhiking effect. So it was like it was so in Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, they treat it as almost like a it's it's like a, a virus because when yeah. you when you come at the ranch. You can spread it to your family or groups of people, and this, and they found as well that it could, it could also because they documented loads of this with the people who yeah. were, were working it, and they found that it would also um, trigger illnesses in people, um, yeah. immune deficiencies and stuff like that, um, which is which is quite mad. I mean, but the, all this kind of stuff they found it, and there was things weird as well. With the one I mentioned as well, but the orbit went in somebody's um, shoulder and then came out the other side. And ended up they got cancer or a certain type of cancer didn't metastasize but it was like yeah. all these type of things were kind of happening but uh, I, a lot of it's no kind of out there you know what i mean but there is there's, there's there is evidence there yeah it's uh, i'll just quickly jump on this one from joe exactly we don't know there is proof we're just told but then that's like anything like we were talking about these ufos or uaps that have been shut down last that's week true. We haven't got any proof. We just we're told that they've shut these down. We're told that they've had contact with these aliens. We're told that Roswell was a real thing. We kind of been told, but not been told about Area Fifty One and S Four Hangar Four or whatever it is. So there's loads of stuff we're kind of told about, but we've never ever been shown any proof. So we can say that about. I'd say ninety percent of the stuff that goes on. Uh, the thing is, as well, is witness testimony. Apart from the bass stuff, and even the OSAP stuff, and the Skinwalker Ranch stuff, if you take that area for example, the amount yeah. of witness testimony, people seeing things, regardless, you've got a bit of proof there, right? And I know people want to have a bit of proof there. Proof yeah. could be obviously seeing pictures of UFOs and stuff like that, but the yeah. amount of witness testimony is as people are seeing within that kind of area. You know, there's, there's kind of something going on. I mean, so. Yeah. But it's like, sorry, I was just going to say, it's I like, I, I've no proof that I've seen the pterodactyl. I've no photos, I've no videos. I know that I've seen it. So does that mean I didn't see it? No, no. I mean, that, that's not, the thing. It's like, uh, uh, but it's like, I'm not having to go at anyone. I'm just like. That's how tight, as I was saying, is it. Explaining it the best way. It's quite hard to find proof. That's, that's it. It could be, it could be anything. I mean, yeah. I know with the TV shows, a lot of people say they're in it for the money, but a lot of them don't actually make any money from doing it. The only people that make the money are the production companies. Mm-hmm. Or the the channels that are showing it. But it's hard. It is really difficult. But there is, if you watch it, there is proof of certain stuff going on. You don't know if it's fabricated or if it's genuine because it's not obviously it's edited it's not live it's just 
bit here and bit there, and it's all put together. So, I don't know. I don't know if it's true. I'd like to believe yeah. there's something going on there. The main thing the main thing I want to take for that show is, yeah. um, is like, obviously they've got all these different accounts happen throughout the years and you've got the, the shows going on, right? They've got money to now to, to fund into experiments and stuff like that. So if you watch this, for example, and you can see where experiments are working. And you can, like, for example, with all the RF stuff, the spectrum analyzers and things like that. The yeah. Imaging, they know okay, that, that can work. Certain types of cameras can work to find certain things. So it's like, how how is how transferable is that data that you can get for something like that to an area that we know within the, the confines of cost that we can afford? Yeah. You know what I mean? So, for example, we talked about this other week. There's, there's skinwalker ranches everywhere. You know what I mean? There's window areas everywhere where there's strange happenings that go on. And there's um, there's uh, weird going on, weirds going on. There's like there's ghost sightings, there's poltergeist sightings, there's UFO sightings. There's a mixture of all that in one area. So, how could we kind of glean the information of watching some of this kind of stuff to use the knowledge that they've got? You know what I mean? To, to see if you can yeah. find anything here. That's what I want to go to. Yeah, but Joe's just put, um, where is it? Something's going on, it's just not lots of UFOs, but it was never to do with UFOs, that's why it's called Skinwalker Ranch because it was to do with originally, it's to do with skinwalkers and that that side of the cryptid paranormal table. Yes, the whole thing with that as well, I was looking at the John Alexander thing there, and they were talking about, yeah, yeah. The, the thing they see in the tree. So they seen something that was sitting in a tree. Yeah. And it was, oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. They could see the size of it. It was quite a big thing in the tree. They shot it and they could hear, they heard something falling out of the tree. Yeah, but, but then they couldn't there. find it. This was in the snow. They could hear it falling. There was nothing there. They came back the next day and the footprints were like a raptor's footprints, a big raptor's Yeah, footprint. that was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what is, I mean, that's the thing. It's like, what is that all about? But, so, just because these portals, it doesn't mean to say these UFOs coming in and out. You yeah. could be something from a completely different world that we know nothing about. Where all these cryptid creatures come from? Well, I think I think his take on it was like no portal is such as in like a portal just opening up for like a, te- a technological portal. He, I think, his take yeah. on it was more like it was like different dimensions overlapping. Yeah. Yeah, like stacks, overlapping stacks on at, top a certain, of at a certain junction, and then obviously things can pop in and out, or things are coming through. Yeah, George's book, but the most talked about is UFO alien connection. Um, but it's not though, is it? The most talked about thing on that is the energy that comes from the ground and from the sky, and the lights across the ridge and homestead too. There's not a lot. There's not really much mention of UFOs. It's just they have UFO activity when they start digging. When See, something happens, they kind of like, they get a bit of, they've got, well, there's like, I think it's like 27 UFO either photos or videos in total. Mm-hmm. So. See, the, the, the thing is, well, we talked about earlier on where no going back to things. So when we yeah. talked about the, the thermal imaging, for example, and the scene 
this black mass or whatever it was, a small black kind of thing moving. Yeah. You, you, it almost, you, you'd say, if you seen it and it was another colour, you'd probably think it was an animal. But yeah, this yeah, thing, yeah. when it jumped to here, jumped to there, jumped to there, and it kind of, so, and it, it looked strange for the fact that it didn't have a heat signature, right? And it didn't look like an animal. Right, but the thing is, as well, that's the last you heard for that. I mean, there was no other kind of follow up saying, right, we've looked back into this thing, it was going at this speed, it was this size. Yeah, um, we caught it in this. I mean, I know they probably will try and follow up, but I mean, as they get to the point, if it is something mundane, they don't talk about it again, or is it if it is something, yeah, that's the thing, that's what I mean. Is in case when they're looking at some of this stuff and digging into it, if they find it's mundane, did they tell us? No, no, they just kind of like they move on from it. But it's like can I, I just need to say that we're not just talking about Skinwalker Ranch in general. We're talking about the TV show Secrets of the Skinwalker Ranch, and we're depicting that. So, if you've not seen it, then you might not know what. We, I know you you're going to know that we're talking about Skinwalker, but we're being specific about what we're talking about from the TV show. It's nothing to do with the books or the podcasts or any of that. It's the secrets of Skinwalker Ranch. Yeah, I, I, that's a good that's a good question uh, Adam just put up there. Go on now. Do you, so that, do you see this program continuing on and on? watching that and then I was flicking through to see how many episodes it's like 400 and so on. I know yeah, I got this season eight. I got this season eight with Oak Island and I gave up. Well, like, just yeah. tell me when you find it. Okay, it's, <laughs> <laughs> it's... yeah, but a uh, good question. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it is, but I mean, in regards to it, if it gets to the point where you look like it's manufactured or it looks like that they, they're genuinely um, trying to make it sound more interesting than it is, I mean, you've just given up watching it. But uh, you, you never know, it could be. I mean, it's, it's made by the same people, so <laughs> dragging it on for season eight. Yeah. <laughs> well, apparently they're doing a season four, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. But, see, if that was me, I'd be putting all the ev- any evidence I get and putting it all together and then carrying on from the best bit of whatever evidence you get mm-hmm. and then carrying... and doing steps with that rather than, right, stop doing that, we'll start doing this one. Do you know what I mean? The, the main kind of thing I, I don't like about shows like this, I mean, I, I didn't get me wrong, I watch it, right, but I hate the, the constant recapping through it. I mean, so something happens, something happens on it, so then and then you go to the next bit, but then they'll recap on the last bit again. So if you actually just, if you're watching new material in the actual episode, it probably yeah. only goes on for like 20 minutes. But apart from like, if you, the, the constant recapping of stuff probably takes up the next 25. So it's yeah. like, it's that, just gives new stuff. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. See, the one with the rockets so far, that's my favorite. Because when they, let me find, it's on the second rocket. So they've got, they bring these guys in. Um, I know I'm jumping forward a bit, 
because we've not done the conducting in the earth. But uh, they bring a couple of guys in, don't they, um, with some proper decent rockets. And these go anything between 2,000 and 12,000 feet. So the second one, the first, well, they all went up and they all came back down. But on the second one, when they launched it, as a as a parachute opens and they're watching it come down, this light just appears in the sky and just stays there. Yeah. And they've got it all on camera. It's just a big bright white light, and then it just gone. As quick as it came, it just didn't move, didn't dart about, and then it's gone again. So there is UFO footage. Oh, and they checked because you had to check with aviation about yeah. any planes or any, yeah, any, yeah. Track yeah. any flights to make sure obviously if they're going to let these rockets off they're not going to blast them out of the sky yeah and, and there was nothing yeah there was nothing for there's no air traffic for 20 miles a 20 mile radius so that's why they were stumped as to what that was but then same again they didn't go anywhere from that they just recap in the next bit and that yeah. was it yeah just leave it like, and it hang in there. <laughs> one second have i got that no oh oh wait wait yes i have right i've done a video clip no so this is oh not so it isn't that one, but they, when these, um, they're doing something, I can't remember what they're doing, and they look like, they thought there was like a bug on the camera, and it was just moving about a little bit, and they checked it on another camera, and that had picked it up as well. Yeah, I know what you mean, That's that was the one where the, the ranch hands had seen it. Yes, so I've, I've recorded yeah. that, it's on my phone, it's not because when you look at it, I mean, you look at it, it looks like a bug. You're like, ah, I thought it was a bug when they're going on. Oh, there's something in the sky, it's like it's a little bug on it's the lens. Bug. All right, but then when you see they get a different camera angle and you actually see something yeah. in the sky, All right. yeah, right. I'll even... play this one, I'll play this one quickly, yeah, only yeah. on for a few seconds. The experiment with the Tesla coil out at the triangle area. So, there's room to speculate that there might be some relationship between this black object that shows up in our footage and whatever was taking place at night. So that was it. So that camera was stationary, and that that, that thing was moving about. Aye, there was a, there was one as well where the so that's a different one for what I was talking about there, right? But there was oh, one right, where okay. um, Travis Travis was back home, and he was he, he maybe got a notification or something on his phone. So he looked at the camera, and he's and he's he's basically he's. Um, Oh yeah, it's linked to his phone, so any movement. He's got a camera he's, he's, he's camped at, right? So he's kind of like, um, what's it called again? He's kind of motorhome type thing he sleeps in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's got a camera outside that, and um, he was checking it. He said the, the, the weather was quite bad, and it was like looked like it was lightning. So when he was back at the ranch, they were checking the time frames from it, and they said, no, there's no lightning there. And he was, I'm sure it was. So they went back to his camera, checked it, and at that time, they could see there was like a it was like a bit of, a bit of dust storm and a bit of wind yeah. and stuff but then they noticed there was a black thing in the sky and uh, when they checked it with another camera it's like a, a black 
a black, small black thing streaking through the sky, going behind the clouds. It actually looks like a man or something. Kind of like sizes, something like that. And it, it streaks through, through quite high up, through the clouds, all the way down, and then it, it stops, and then it goes straight or something. Oh, it's, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Totally odd, but that's the thing. You never hear that again. No. And that's the, th the interesting things, where they're getting out of multiple cameras... Because he said, like, there was lightning and everything going on. And then when they look back at the foot on his footage, on the camera where he was looking from, you can see the star and the dust devils and all that. Yeah. But when you look on the other one, there's like nothing. It's just a bit of cloud. Yeah. And, but but they, they never. They did get a few, though, with the same thing, though. That's what I'm saying is when they get evidence like that, they don't delve into it. They're kind of like, oh, we've got that. We'll just leave it there. And we move on. It's like, no, you investigate that. You yeah, need to find yeah. out what that is. Don't shrug <laughs> that off and start looking for your tin cans in the ground, saying it's a UFO that crashed a million years ago. <laughs> but it's true, though, isn't it? Yeah. They need to, when they find something, then dig into it. Yeah, they probably are. I mean, but that's that's a frustrating thing. You don't you don't find enough about like these things that are seen. So that's unless they don't find nothing else and don't know it. Unless when they find ev evidence like that, they're told, right, you need to shut up about that now. We've got it. It's on camera. Move on. So I found I found interesting on it the the guy James Keenan. So he was the guy with the magnetometer. So he would yes. go around and he would get. Um, Magnetic readings for the area, so it's to basically test the magnetic field to see how strong or weak it was and stuff. So he would do that for the whole area. Yeah, and there was a few bits that um, he had known the ranch. He'd done it right through the basin, and then he found like a point which was either a, quite a high spike, right, at yeah. one point, and he found another point, and you drew a line right through these points and then right through the middle of the ranch. Oh yeah, and it's just so straight away. So when they done it, done it at the ranch, uh, it, it went it went right through the triangle area where they got all the activity. They got all that activity, so that's the place where they want to dig because they want to. But that that could be attributed to water as well, and that's what they kind of found when they did dig um, at that point. But the interesting thing was they went and done like a a lidar scan, but at the same time did like a, a magnetic field scan, and. Yeah. At Homestead 2, there's like a just a massive bit at Homestead 2 where it's, it's got a higher magnetic field than anybody else. Yeah. Well, when they did the digging, he put a metal tape measure down, didn't it? And it was being pulled in. It's yeah. like... There's... My, my, wife, my wife says it's dodgy tape. Oh, I thought... <laughs> but then if you hold the tape measures, but the metal ones, they're bending yeah. anyway. Yeah, I yeah, yeah. That's what my wife dodgy tape. That was about nine, ten foot or something. Yeah. But the, the thing is, though, so that, that, that magnetic field was a lot stronger at Homestead, too, where you got all the activity than anywhere else. Yeah. So that, that comes up time and time again, right? The magnetic field and then the strength of the magnetic field. So there's a place in the place in, in Kentucky called the Kentucky Anomaly, which has yeah. got a really, 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 really strong magnetic field where, like, it's, yeah. it's, it's just off the chart. And they get a lot of weird happenings in that area as well. They get UFO reports, they get um, crazy stuff in caves and cryptic sightings and, and stuff like that. 
And uh, it's interesting when you look at that and you start to see. Uh, so, for example, um, out with the Eriasti, you get a lot of kind of crazy good stuff. There's a high magnetic yeah. right? Just one bit, it's a big kind of area and the slap band there, and that's where you get a lot of kind of the strange stuff happening. You yeah. look at North Yorkshire with Paul Sinclair, off the coast, there's a magnetic anomaly as well. So yeah. these things are kind of darted about. I mean, obviously there's there's um, there's reasons for them. Um, yeah. It's sometimes always is coupled coupled at the same time with paranormal or UFO activity and things like that as well for some reason. Don't know why. Yeah. But that was one of the last things that they did on season two was um, Travis got a chart out and was pointing out where all these meteor strikes of the Earth over however many million years. Yeah. And in the centre of each strike, there's some sort of energy pulse going on. Because did you see the bit where they did um, the ground conducting? They brought in a company called Juniper. Can't read me. I'm writing now. Juniper unmanned. Where they was putting um, lights and that in the ground, connecting yes. the battery to it, and it was all lighting up. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you can do that. You can do that. Tesla coils, didn't they? Yeah. And this the is Tesla what they coils, got. and the, the connected, obviously. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah. So, and it was going because they were getting the readings that the floor was acting like a transformer. Yeah. And as soon as they, set, they turned these coils on, it was the ground that was giving them the power and the energy, and there's going from low to high, which it shouldn't be doing. Yeah, they were, they were saying it was like really, really conductive or like energy pulsion through it. Yeah. But then how do we know that they've not got a generator around the back of the camera with it all plugged in? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Oh, plug it in, plug it in. <laughs> yeah. uh, well, one, one thing, you know. well, I'll tell you one, one thing that did amuse me, right, is where um, they had um, the guys doing the lasers. So when the guys doing the lasers and they were um, lasering like the Mesa and stuff like that, and lasering up. And, oh, and yeah. They, they built this platform, right? They built this platform and the guys who put the lasers on the platform. And Travis, I was sitting with my son and he's, he's only 11. I'm sitting yeah. watching it, right? And I watched it before, I was watching it again. And he's on the walkie talkie, right? To the guy, right, right, point it here, point it there. And he's like, and my son says, Why is he um why is he talking to the guy in the walkie talkie when he's just like behind him? He can just talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's a show, it's a show. <laughs> yeah. Well that's what it is though, isn't it? Um Adam's just put oh oh sorry, got one from Nally that we missed. Sorry about that, Nally. Um, do you believe the old owner of the ranch that he shot three greys and sent some samples to be tested from where he allegedly hit them and the sample came back unknown but this has since disappeared? I've never heard of that. See, I thought that one was Stardust Ranch. With... Or Bradshaw. No, it's... Sure, it's Stardust. I'll get you the guy's name in a minute. Um, he died, I think it was last year. Robert. Uh, one second. I should have got this ready. Quickly, Adam, Adam will just jump on it. Adam's got a question there about, about a 24-hour camera on the ranch. 
they did have one. You could go to their website and you could go watch different cameras. No sure it was still there now, but you could probably go and look and see if it is. But at one point, you could actually go and just watch the cameras. They were on 24 hours. Yeah, all um, uh, right. So I'm not sure if they're still on now or you can do it now, but there was a point in time where at the start of the show, it was on first season, you could go on and you could just watch bits in the ranch and stuff like yeah. that. Different uh, John Edmonds, it was. So John Edmonds was Stardust, and that was the one where he killed, a, beheaded a grey, put it in the freezer, he sent it away, then apparently um, it went missing. But I remember listening to a podcast with him on it, and he said, it, it's not really true. It did come back, but it's in a secret location. I'm not disclosing where that is. The people that need to know, know. <laughs> but then, how do you know he's telling the truth? Unless, like I've always said, unless you're there, you're not going to know, are you? You're not going to know 100% what's going on. <laughs> but... Yeah, but he, that John Edmonds said that no matter where he was in the house, he was never more than eight foot away from a weapon. So if he ever, because he used to turn up in the middle of the night, I'd be sat there watching TV, and you'd just see him coming through in the summer house. So yeah, said he had there's a bat or a sword or machete or something, always within eight foot of where he was going to be. I've never actually heard. I've never actually read much into Stardust Ranch. Um, I, I think Stardust Ranch is there's a lot oh, I'm trying to think of the word there's a lot more going on on that than Skinwalker because like what they say in Skinwalker it was named after the Skinwalker from the, the Utes and the um, Navajo tribes um, they were the ones that witnessed the Skinwalkers that were there so that's where it gets its name from. But it doesn't seem to be a lot going on. Um, Rick put in the chat, has Steve Mira ever said anything that's um, gone on there? But I remember when I interviewed Andrew Collins, he said he'd been out there, he was there for a couple of weeks. He said there's little bits and pieces that went on, nothing major, but it was like two, three days before anything actually happened. Yeah. So... I suppose if there's going to be periods, dry periods, isn't there, where you got nothing going on? So is it? Does it only happen now and again? Do you have to do something to get it all kicking off? That's the thing. I mean, that's that's the the thing. Knowing that, what actually does kick off and and all that kind of stuff. And, and yeah. What because. The other one, they was giving coordinates, weren't they, from um, oh, yeah. Sherman. And it took him yeah. to that rock and it said, one place where you don't dig is at this location. And there's a rock covering it. And then they push a rock over and it yeah, looked yeah. like it had um, like cave drawings, but it looked like, like yeah, I, don't, I, don't think that was, I don't think that was at all. Because, like, so that, that was a. So the Shermans, that was actually Ryan Skinner had spoke to um, the Shermans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they said, they said that don't dig in this location and gave them coordinates. And the coordinates was a big, massive rock. So yeah. they moved the rock, and under the rock, they were saying they could see like a petroglyph, like a warbird or something. 
saying that when you can douse for water but you can have good and bad energies depending on which way I'm sure she said depending on which way the water's flowing mm. I can't I, without watching it back I'm not 100% I might be wrong on that but I'm sure that's what she said so there's all these different because she said she can go somewhere and pick up on what type of energy it is before she does the dowsing yeah <clears throat> so but if yeah, if you've got underground water and caves and caverns, then you're gonna have big hollows under the earth, aren't you? So that's gonna be a different type of energy than if it's solid mm-hmm. at a far. Yeah, totally. I mean that's so that's so, so they found the water there anyway. Um yeah. and then so that's kind of where it's went. Obviously the thug there, um and found the water. I mean, but apart from that, I mean it's it's all you know, the stoke area there with the, the triangle area. I mean, that's the area yeah. where they focus on quite a lot of the time, a mile above the ranch. Yeah. That's where they get the focus point. Yeah. But then they said, um, going back to the rocket, when they did the fifth rocket, I think that was the one at night, wasn't it? That was the last one. Yeah. When they sent it off, it went right up into the cloud and they thought it had gone. It was like they couldn't see it for ages. And then there's a blast of lightning as it went up into the cloud. But yeah. because it's got all these different sensors and that in it, it's possible that they could have um, caused an electric reaction in the cloud. But the other thing that they were saying, doesn't matter where they go or what they do, these constant energy spikes everywhere on the ranch regardless of whether they're doing an experiment or research or just walking about checking stuff out yeah i think i find that strange because if they've like, that, that's the main thing that's like always go back to is when they've got that area kind of sussed out because they're, they're reading it all the time with their spectrum analyzers and stuff right so 
the and they know the background kind of RAF radiation that's there. But yeah. this thing happens like it's never again on the ranch where it blasts a fan out and it's like something to signal either coming or going out. That's almost what it's like. It's like a signal coming in or going out, either for yeah. and it's coming for above or coming for below, or or sometimes it's transient. Yeah. And that's the kind of mad thing. It's like it's out with normal background RAF radiation and stuff. Yeah. We should we end it on the last experiment that they did on season two? So yeah. that was when they went in um Fugel's helicopter. So his brother's a pilot, isn't he? I can't remember his first name. Um so he was spi- he was spir- spiraling round, mm-hmm. but he was started at a higher altitude and then getting lower. Yeah. And as he's got to a certain point, one of the instruments says it started bleeping and it was showing that he was 40 foot from the ground. Yeah, so he's, he's altimeter. See that he was... Yeah, he was I don't remember the name. 40, but... 40 foot from the ground or something like that, or he was close to the ground, but he wasn't. He was still maybe, like, say, a thousand feet up or whatever. So I think yeah. I attributed that to that. And it kept happening. It hadn't happened anywhere else before. But he... Yeah. Attributed that be either there was something underneath them, yeah, that they couldn't see, but they were yeah. picking it up on radar, though, weren't they? Yeah, they could see it on radar, something as well. Further on, I think in the third season, you see like a picture of what was underneath the helicopter, ah, it's right, like being black thing, but the it was almost similar like, to what we've seen before, yeah, there was, there was something under the helicopter, and that's why they kept the, the altimeter kept going off, saying it was too close to the ground, but it was actually something under them. About yeah. like 20 30 feet away or something, yeah, because they were like trying to lean out and have a look, and there's like nothing on there. And they went back to look at all the data from the radar and Eric's magical kingdom, and it was shown that there's some directly underneath him as they're going around, but nobody could see it. Yeah, see, that's scary on its own because he, he, the pilot was like, This has never happened before. Yeah, it's like, I don't want to be here now, I just want to go and land it. Because they was trying to get at the five thousand foot, weren't they, and stay at that because that's where they're getting all. Apparently, that's where all these yeah. energy spikes are coming from, and it, they reckon it was something trying to stop him to get to that five thousand foot. Yeah, yeah, but that's it's interesting because it was it was like right underneath them. It was almost like it was something tracking them underneath, yeah. and, it could, and it could it was sensing it. Yeah, and they all started feeling uncomfortable with it as well, didn't they? Dragon freaking out. <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, at least they're not digging. <laughs> at least they're not digging today. <laughs> but even he was like, yeah, we need to start digging because we're not going to get anywhere just by talking about it. Dragon's like, I'm not going to get a show on anywhere. I'm not going to go to Island and start digging. Yeah. Oh, well, start then digging. He um, comes in with the JCB, doesn't he? And his face is, Oak Island Mark two. start digging. Yeah. Yeah, looking for the gold. <laughs> well, that that's pretty much everything in season two, isn't it? Aye. Yeah. So what are your thoughts on it all? From like the beginning of season one to the end of season two? I don't know because I, I, there's loads in the show I quite like. And I mean, there's, there's quite a lot that I find really interesting. There's some stuff in it I'm just thinking, you know, I don't think they mean to sometimes be um, 
to exaggerate stuff. I don't think it's meant. I just think because they're maybe there, that yeah. they're highlighting another kind of strange thing that happens, which yeah. maybe sometimes isn't that strange. But there's, I do find there is always strange things happen, and I do find the experiments, they find stuff, and I think there's something there. I mean, you, with way the stuff went on the ranch, you always need a couple of way was found in the past. You know what I mean? So regardless, of, you've all you can't just look at season one and season two without thinking about the Sherman, without thinking about Osap, without thinking yeah. about Bass, without thinking about prior to that in the whole area. So you do believe, I, I kind of do believe there's something there. Um, yeah. I just get to the point where it's like, the show could be shortened down a wee bit and you could get to the point a bit more. You know what I mean? But yeah. when you make the show up, I mean, that, I understand that. But um, the thing, one thing I used to comment on the show was I didn't like the kind of um, <coughs> over-dramatising it anything. Oh, yeah. So when they're having like, the... Maybe it's something you get like a, a drum beat and it's like zooming into somebody's face and things yeah. like that. I think that's total, total bull. Yeah, they don't but need to do that. When, when Unidentified came out, um, I'm going for a tangent here, but when that unidentified came out with yeah. Lula Zondo and Tom Law, that was well made, totally well made, wasn't over dramatised, it was like quite factual, you know what I mean, in regards to like making it a documentary yeah. type thing. But when you look at Skinwalker Ranch, and I mean, it's a show and it, it does kind of jump about a bit and it does over dramatise a wee bit, you know what I mean? But I, I, I do think there's something there and I do think the experiments are doing are, are probably kind of worthwhile and I think yeah. you take something for that. And that's the that's what you need to think about this. And I mean, look at it as a kind of thing you can maybe take something yeah. for. But I, I just think now, I think they're just getting the remembrance of everything that has gone on in the past. Because it, the amount of stuff that Bigelow must have done with the money that he had to do it, mm. and the different agencies and government, everyone that he had going in, working with him and or for him. Yeah. I think they killed a lot of the activity that was going on. They had a, they had a fifty a fifty strong team that were working yeah. on it, and that's and not just like working on the ranch. Money. Money, but they had fifty people working on like, working in OSAP. Yeah, and had quite a lot to do with the ranch. But that's you can imagine there was maybe ten people building up like the or the data for all the kind of sightings and all that kind of stuff. You had other people doing X, Y, and Z. So, yeah. but there's a, there's a, I mean, there's loads of stuff happening. So if you've no, if you've no um, looked into all the stuff, Skinwalker Ranch, obviously the show's pretty good. Recommend yeah. the books, which is Hunt for the Skinwalker, Skinwalkers at the Pentagon, um, Jeremy Corbell's yeah. film as well, quite good. Um, what's that, Hunt for the Skinwalker? That's Hunt for the Skinwalker, that is, isn't it? Yeah, Hunt for the Skinwalker. Yeah, George and that one. Um, the, book isn't, the book isn't true, Joe's saying. Yeah, I don't know. She's been watching some on YouTube, mm-hmm. and apparently the the George Knapp book, some of the people that he'd put in that said this had happened and that had happened, they didn't even know anything about it. But we don't know. But the, I I think that either Bigelow has either got loads and loads of evidence, and he's keeping it all to himself or they couldn't find anything or discover what it was that was causing it. So that's why they're not saying anything. So Joe said, the Sherman said they saw a new 
no UFO. They did see orbs, though. Yeah. Definitely seen orbs and stuff like that, though. And I think yeah, even that's it, why they had a lot of activity. That's why they sold it. When I was talking about the one before that the nephew seen when the thing opened up, what they yeah. seen come out of that was not really a UFO. It was like a peach, a peach type shape, a peach type color thing that came out. Then they say yeah. like a UFO. That's in bulk. So no, I, I don't think um, I've never really heard a story of Sherman saying they've seen a nuts and bolts UFO. But I know they had a lot of because their main thing was the the stuff with the cattle getting killed and all that kind of stuff it wasn't ufos it was just odd goings on around there and they don't know what was causing it they didn't know about it until the book came out who told you <laughs> but yeah so a lot a lot of the stuff with the shermans like i said before wasn't about ufos it was just about what was going on on the ranch with the bipedal dog-like creatures, the orbs, um, all the different well, energy shifts. Well, that's the thing, for what Joe's saying there, obviously, um, that they didn't know about it until the book came out and stuff, like the Sherman said that. But when you when you look at the OSAP stuff and the past stuff, yeah, you, reading, reading Skinwalkers with the Pentagon, they're believing a lot of stories in that that talk about nuts and bolts and yeah. or even orbs and stuff like that that they've seen. They're not really, they can kind of talk reference about what happened in the past. And I mean, so, no, it's, it's, uh, I'd like to see, I'd like to see the data they got, and like to see the evidence. And I, I know, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. I mean, I, so, it's, uh, a lot of it's not referring back to the border kind of stories and stuff. Right, stuff that happened, obviously. I mean, but, yeah. Right, here we go. Last question. Do you think Nick Pope and Yvette Fielding should go in and sort out once and for all? That's from <laughs> that, that'd be an amazing show. Mary, no matter oh, where they went. Mary loves Dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. That, that'd be good. That'd be funny. It'd just be her running around screaming while Nick Pope goes on about all these different elements and how UFOs fly. <laughs> That'd be it, wouldn't it, really? But I don't know. I don't know what, what's going on, but I do think that it, they've done the overkill on it now, and that's why there's not as much activity. But it go, makes go, sense. Go back if to what it, If there's anything there in the first place. I go back to what I said, though. Um, it's good for honing some information on what they're looking at and how how they're finding things if they find things. Yeah, the scientific way. We use that information on the places where we know um, has got activity here. Yeah. Yeah, so that's what they should do. The experiments that they're doing there should be moved into different places where there is stuff going on to see if they pick anything up. I mean, that's, the what that's what I'm saying. Well, can we, can, could we repeat them? That's what I'm, I'm talking about. So... If it's like at a cost where it's not that expensive, could it be repeatable yeah. um, for areas that we know? Yeah. Umberman's put, why would the phenomena care about the overkill? Because if they're intelligent beings, they might have done, they might have gone there. I don't know. I'm just guessing. They could have gone there to do a specific thing, whether it was they needed like the energy for something or to recharge or whatever it is. 
they wanted to use it for and they've done that they've got what they needed so they're not having to go back as much the port if there is a portal the portal could have moved the vortex could have gone somewhere else they're not bothered about what's going on it's just there's that many people going there it's like well we're going to go somewhere else because this is it's not happening here anymore thing thing is though i mean the thing is though what, what i do find interesting is where regardless of what's been seen in the ranch or um the bass or whatever else like there is something there in the Uinta Basin where people in the area have seen things and reported things and all that. It's yeah. always it's always round um like a, a kind of ancient burial mounds and things like that. I mean yeah. stuff like that crops up time and time and time again. Uh, yeah. way lines, ancient burial mounds, and then it's linked into a lot of other different phenomena. And it happens everywhere across the world. I mean, not just skinwalker ranch. Skinwalker ranch is highlighted because People have studied that. There's loads yeah. of other places where you can study it. Probably, oh yeah, same thing. So it's um, regardless of what they do, can he poke the hornet's nest, all that kind of stuff. As I say, it's like these so things. It's like, um, sorry, these things like, something like, running time cycles as well, where you get flaps that happen in certain places where you have yeah. flaps or paranormal flaps and things like that. So it's like, then you've got. I was just going to say you've got Huska Castle in Czech Republic. I think it's Czech Republic. Where they've had to fill it in with concrete because apparently it's a gateway to hell and there's all these different things getting through it and they've lowered people in there um they've lowered like ex like prisoners in there like 30 year old they pulled them out and they look, they've like aged about 30 years and they've all been there down there two minutes so who's castle sorry I just got an email. Uh, who's I'm sure it's in the Czech Republic. H O U S K A, I think it is. And it's like there's just stuff been going on there forever. It doesn't, it, it doesn't even look like a castle, it looks like a really badly built block of flats, <laughs> prison. Uh, so, like you're saying, there's stuff all around the world where these things going on. It's just some are more well known than others. So, yeah, I'm just checking through the. Are, are you are you both going to look into anything else? Put on here, or is he talking to somebody else? Oh no, that's for us. I think. On here, as in tonight or another night, I think <laughs> in the future, I think uh, I'll be going to bed soon. <laughs> Shattered, I've not even had a drink, but um, yeah, I just think that, yeah, definitely, been, yeah, definitely up for it. There's um, but I do think that there's been that much human activity at Skinwalker that the phenomena has died down a bit because of it all. Maybe the phenomena doesn't want to know, doesn't want people, doesn't want us to know what it actually is. Probably. I think though, I, I, that, I mean, I think obviously when you see the melting point, all that kind of stuff coming together, yeah. and then it's just, 
think it's too hard for her to understand what I mean. But in regards to the areas that we can actually access, um, I think there's mileage there. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. We're done. Are you done, Chris? Or have you got anything else? Fine. Done. I'm up here. Cool. Right. So we've got next week to watch 38 episodes before Friday. <laughs> so that's the thing. Season, season eight. Yeah, there's more episodes per season. What, Oak Island? Yeah. <laughs> We'll just sit, just us two sat here watching on TV. It'd be easier, <laughs> won't it? Well, this week, they didn't find anything, believe it or not. They found some mud and some rotting wood. <laughs> rocks, <laughs> that was it. Yeah. Actually, that, I was, the Oak Island, they kept repeating stuff as well. Going through yeah, the exact yeah. same type of... The format yeah. of the show is the same. Totally the shoot. Oh, when you get, when you get an investigation done at the, the place up here, the strange place up here. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You got to do, do it live or you got to video any of it? No, I mean, uh, I'm going to do an overnight there anyway. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, and yeah. there's a few other places. I've got to do some up in, in Ben McDo, the Grey Man. There's loads yeah, of different yeah. places in there. Um, yeah. And then obviously, I've got to do a play a bit up here, you know, my area. There's a lot of yeah. Oh, and I'll need to talk to you, Chris, as well, and in, uh, in the week about Rendlesham. Yeah. Because we can go, and I can go sooner than rather than later. Mm-hmm. So, I'll sort that out. Got the van. Yes. Well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it's all good anyway. So that's it. Um. So, oh, next Wednesday. I am doing the second part of interview with Costa McCreese about CE5 and ETs and everything else that goes with it. Then we're back on on Friday, both at eight o'clock. And for those that don't know, the two, cha- I'll just quickly tell you, the two channels that I've got are both going to be on here. So rather than having two separate ones, so Fridays is going to be the 12th dimension. Wednesdays, other than the two that I've already pre got pre-booked is going to be for flying solo but it's not going to be every wednesday and then because then that gives me once we get into summer i can go out doing investigations on a friday and i don't have to um rush back because i'm not getting up at stupid o'clock in the morning so yeah 12th dimension fridays after these next two wednesdays and Fly solo on the Wednesday, and that's it. So, right, are we done? Yeah, thanks very much for having me, and thanks very much for yes, putting in the chat questions, and, listening. Yeah, get your questions ready for next week because I'm sure there's going to be a lot more, and we're going to have a lot more unanswered questions from the show just from us. But <laughs> as I say, if any of you guys watching now chance to watch it then do that just watch season three or as much as as much of it as you can and then you might have a bit more knowing of what we're talking about good good thing to listen to as well the audio book for uh skinwalkers at the pentagon is it 
It's on audio now, and it goes through um, what happened between Nitz, Bass, or Sat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's one I downloaded. Yeah. But very good. Yeah. It's worth listening. Cool. So, have a great weekend, everyone, and we will see you. Well, I'll see you on Wednesday, and me and Chris will see you next Friday. So, take care, and sorry, I've just got to find the outro. Don't want to put the wrong one on again. <laughs> uh, have a great weekend, and speak to you soon. Good Cheers, night, Cheers, folks. Cheers, Chris. See you later. Cheers.